The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back to Hour 3 of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. We have a uh, brand new host on the show right now. It is myself, Scott Bogman. Remember, you can follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports and my friendo. John Lobb, you can find him on the Twitter at GreatAaronSkull91. I do a show with him on fan tracks every single week, too, talking about college fantasy football. John, welcome in. And we got a new audience here, a little bit of a new clock. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to all the newbies? Thank you, my friend. Um, as you mentioned, I'm on the Twitter machine at GridironSkull91. I cannot afford the A and the R, so it's GridironSkull91. I've been writing for the footballdiehards.com for over 25 years there, fantasy football. Um, Eight years ago, I began my NFL Draft Prospect Series, so that's all available still up there. I do DFS fantasy football throughout the football season on Football Diehards. And then I do the CFF on-campus podcast with you and college fantasy football on Fantrax. You can find me on all those platforms. A lot. A lot of football going on for Johnny. And... uh... (laughs) You know, it's not just football that you like. You also like uh, baseball and basketball, if I remember correctly. Oh, I yeah. I, lo- oh, I love baseball. <laughs> I don't know how much hockey you're getting into, but, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're here. We're here to talk about uh, pretty much everything. But when you hear me and John on this show, it's going to be 99% football. So we, uh, <laughs> like I said, we do the football show uh, every week on fan tracks on campus, uh, you know, and, and um, we're just... By the way, is this draft that we're doing, this football diehards draft, ever going to end? <laughs> we have been doing this draft for, uh, it's a 15-round draft, IDPs, all that stuff. Yeah. And we started July or June, June 29th or something. 22nd. 22nd. It's and been we're, months. We're around 42. So, you know, <laughs> we, we will... Uh, 
We are going to dive into that and complain a little bit more about it on the other side of this break and also talk to you about sleepers and Fantasy Pro's consensus sleeper article that is uh, pretty awesome and overarching. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. It's ITL on the Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out. I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about in this league. Welcome back. It's in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Joined by John Lobb. Follow him on Twitter at GridironSkull91. Now, we on uh, in the very beginning of this sh- this hour here, John. We were talking about this draft that we're doing, um, and, and let me ask you this: Have you missed any picks? It's a fifty round draft. If you miss a pick, you just get skipped. Uh, have you have you done that bit yet? Because I feel like most people in this league has done it, have done it at least one time. I've been very lucky. I came close. I was down to like twenty minutes, and kind of like the. Second in charge sent me a Twitter like your pick is up. So I have not <laughs> technically missed. I have 43 picks in and I have not missed a pick. But I am lucky because I'm a teacher. So in the summer, I have free time as opposed to maybe a lot of people who their picks might come at work. So I'm a little lucky with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I am splitting the the team with uh, our buddy Joe Pizapia and uh Joe and I, um, for whatever reason, we got our signals crossed uh, a couple ah. weekends ago, and we definitely did get skipped on one pick. So, um, but we're at the point now. I mean, it this league, guys, is thirty-two teams deep. Now, <laughs> there's a little weird caveat in it, which uh, if you hear the Welsh talking about it, he's like, "I don't understand how this works, and I would never do that." That's pretty much his. His response <laughs> to how this works, <laughs> right? But uh, so there's dual players. So there's two copies of every player. No team can have the same player twice. So you know you can't, you couldn't have the one overall pick trade for pick two and get Saquon or CMC. You know both copies, anything like that. Which I don't know why you'd want to do that because of bye weeks and stuff. And an injury to one guy now is an injury to two guys. But anyway, I digress. So. Uh, there's two copies of every single player in the league, you know, uh, outside of offensive linemen and punters because we're drafting everything else. So it is uh, it's made for a wild draft. And it, it well, I think what it really shows to me, Johnny, and I don't know if you notice this, too, but it shows that a lot to me, a lot of people don't really know when to draft IDPs. And this is also not a standard IDP league because the scoring is very different to bring the defensive players into the fold with the offensive players. Most IDP leagues have, um, you know, they just have it so that, 
the IDPs count a little less. You still need good ones, but they yes. count a little less. So the first couple rounds of your draft can be a normal draft. That is not how this has worked at all, though. It has been crazy. No, and so the scoring, when you analyze it in detail, I look, you can start three receivers, and I think there's two flex positions in the starting lineups. The linebackers are worth so much more than your second and definitely your third and fourth receivers. So I'm kind of shocked. I have, after 43 rounds, I now have nine linebackers because there's going to be injuries. Well, I mean, you look at the scoring, and the linebackers are running backs. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it Uh, because, you, to me, you can play four linebackers a week in this setup. I would like and hope, you know, barring injuries, bye week, COVID, all this stuff. I would like to guarantee that I have four linebackers minimum in my starting lineup every week. And that's because linebackers or all defensive players are awarded for splash plays and touchdowns. When you get those big sacks, when you get interceptions, you return the touchdown. It is worth so many points in this league. You know, if you get that game where a linebacker has 10 tackles, they end up with a sack. Yeah, Yeah, one or two sacks and an interception. Forget about it. Like, you know, you're looking at 25 points. A linebacker in this scoring can score 25 points. So I decide I got lucky. I had the first pick. Once I had Barkley, I was comfortable because you only have to play two running backs. I was comfortable going into the linebacker depth and making sure I can start four linebackers. Sure, I have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. That's I, I backed them up with the Denver backfield. That's basically what I did. But I wanted those linebackers. Now, it's interesting. I only have two safety, three safeties and three corners because you only have to start one each week. And the scoring method-wise – you know, the corners are really degraded a little bit. There's not a lot. Once you get in that, like, minus top <laughs> five, there's no difference. And, you know, I got my big, young safeties who can score points, but I don't need more than one a week. You know, obviously there's injuries and stuff, but if I have two injuries, injuries I'll work on the waiver wire. But that's kind of how I attack this draft. Yeah, for, for me, on uh, and it's funny because – uh, 32 people, literally 32 people in this league. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of co-owners. Joe and I are uh, co-owners here. But um, and you and I do weekly shows together. We've done this, you know, uh, hour of radio a bunch together as well. And you picked one. And Team Black Book with me and Joe picked three. So yeah. out of 32 people, we're two spots away from each other. So Which half is- the time... When I pick, I'm like, I should just text John and tell me he's going to be up soon. But then I'm like, you know, whenever I look, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's 2 a.m. It's 5 a.m. for him. So he's probably not <laughs> up quite yet, you know, and maybe in an hour or something, he'll be awake. But um, and this is also my first league that I've done on uh, MFL on my fantasy league. So yeah. uh, I'm also in death match with Gary Davenport uh, doing oh, that okay. IDP league as well. So uh, that that's been that's been a lot of fun. But I think. That one might be moving. I don't know if anything moves as slow as this draft that we've been doing here, but uh, that one might be, it might be rivaling our draft here as far as pace goes. So it's going to be by the time everyone's listening, it's been two months. I was thinking about this this month. 
Two months I've been on this draft. <laughs> How mad are you going to be if anything gets pushed back in the NFL after spending two oh. months drafting this this league here? This <laughs> the is crazy. Of, and, and the amount of time, I will say I've spent a lot of time because now in the 38th round, you better find some players, man. I mean, I've right, been, right. There's a lot uh, of time spent. Yeah, it, it's it's just absolutely crazy here. And, uh, you know, it, it, I, I love IDP leagues, though. And that's something, you know, I, I don't know. Is that is IDP in your normal bag of tricks or is this just something that you did because it's, you know, it's a diehards league and you're a diehards guy? Well, I will say this. It is, but it's only been for the last six years. But for the okay. last six years, I've always played an ID, IDP league. Um, but it's only six defensive starters. Mike's got 11 and it wasn't 50 man rosters. I think I played, (laughs) you know, so, and I think I played 12 team league, um, with 22 man rosters. So we're much deeper as far as the talent and what you have to know right now. Yeah. Chris and I are running an IDP league that is, uh, really really uh deep it's 20 man 11 starters just like this league no dual copies though so uh the the, uh the the pool is going to thin out pretty quickly so um, (laughs) that it's going to be interesting i've got uh i've got four spots left to fill our buddies over at officialfantasyrings.com uh are uh you know the we're gonna the winner gets a ring from OFR. That's that's the prize for this, oh. this ring this league. So you know if I get it I'm gonna be just as obnoxious as humanly possible with my ring. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take a picture of it every day, send it to everyone that lost every single day. The Welsh won our champs league last year and he has been doing the same bit to me for um, <laughs> you know the the whole off season here. So it's driving me nuts. I got to win one of these leagues. We have a ton of entry leagues, so I got to win one of them to get a ring so I can uh, start being, you know, super braggadocious here, but uh, (laughs) we're going to have to hit a break here. But when we come back from this break, John and I are going to dig into that fantasy pros article and uh, go over, you know, I don't, I don't even know if there is a real sleeper, in fantasy football anymore there's too many analysts there's too many websites there's too many articles that say what's a sleeper and what's not but fantasy pros put out a giant article with uh 55 expert consensus rankings on sleepers so we're going to take a look at that when we come back it's in this league on the sports grid stick with us SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. 
As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Chris Welsh said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league, this is the way. Stop touching things. Welcome back. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman, here for Hour 3 of In This League on the Sports Grid. And I'm here with John Lobb, my buddy, my pal. And we are going to go over the Fantasy Pros uh, consensus sleeper rankings here. And uh, the point of this article is they asked uh, 55-plus different experts to give us their sleepers and, uh, you know, just talk about who they think is a sleeper at each position and stuff like that. So there's an overall, which we'll save, but uh, I want to go position by position here. So let's start running back, John. And um, the first one on this list is Antonio Gibson, who had eight votes um, for that, which was the most among running backs as a sleeper. Now, you and I both watched Antonio Gibson at Memphis. Oh, not yeah. many, not many carries uh, no. out of the backfield. Uh, coming out of the draft, uh, coming out of Memphis, going to the draft. To me, he felt way, 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 way more like a wide receiver than a running back. Just not that he can't be a running back. Just he's very inexperienced. So he kind of felt like a, you know, a tweener. You know what I mean? Maybe a Dexter McCluster type of a guy. Um, you know, there's plenty of guys that have had that type of career where they're uh, in between running backs and wide receivers. And, you know, the, the problem is with those type of guys, they don't get a ton of snaps. You know, they, maybe they make a game breaking play. And um, I think Antonio Gibson is going to be in on special teams as well, uh, knowing that he's he's kind of special there. But um, Antonio Gibson as a sleeper, are you buying or selling that? I'm not paying that price, Scott. And here's, to me, one of the big advantages to playing college fantasy football. And I liked Antonio Gibson as a prospect coming out of Memphis. First, I agree with you. He seems more like a wide receiver. That's what they used him at Memphis. Now, if you look at the numbers, he's a Juco. He did not play much until last year, and he only had 33 rushing attempts. Now, he only had 38 receptions. The athleticism is there. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. But the Tigers also used him on a lot of funky plays. I mean, if you're like, Scott, you and I have watched Memphis. They're very good at getting their athletes in space. They're, they scheme very well. Antonio Gibson was the perfect athlete and player to succeed in that Memphis offense. Now, I've heard that the um, Washington Football Club has been using some misdirection, some funky stuff, putting them in motion, giving them the jet sweep. But can you survive in the fantasy world off of jet sweeps, motion, quick screens in the NFL? I don't think so. I'll tell you who I like. I'm buying Bryce Love. I'm getting them for absolute dirt. 
He seems to be <laughs> healthy. He's number two on the depth chart. Adrian Peterson, hey, power to him. Unbelievable. The fact that the man can even suit up and compete is outstanding. But let someone else pay for Antonio Gibson. Scott, I was in league. He went in round five. Oh, my I God. Got, Are you serious? I, yes, I got Bryce Love in round 18. Dude, I mean, Bryce Darius Geis. Darius Geis wasn't going in round five. You know, no. so it makes no sense at all. <laughs> Zero. Uh, for, Zero. Uh, for Antonio Gibson to go in round. And five. I like him. I feel like I'm the Debbie Downer because the irony is I actually like him, but I think he needs time to grow into this. Right. Well, he played two years yeah. in Memphis. Okay. Yes. Uh, so give, give and look, this, this is the most impressive thing. He had 13 touches or 13 touchdowns on yes. what would that be? You know, uh, under. Uh, uh, under 90 touches total. So yeah, uh, he had eight uh, receiving, four rushing, and one returning. So uh, how many how many rush attempts do you think that he had last season? I'm going to guess like under 40, 33. Oh and uh, the year before that, he had zero. So that 33 total touches <laughs> at Memphis. So and I can't remember if he it. it if he uh, was JUCO transfer or not, I feel I like believe he was. He's a JUCO transfer. Yes, right, right. So uh, catches last year: thirty-eight catches, seven hundred thirty-five yards, and eight scores. Nineteen point three yards, uh, you know, per per catch, and eleven point two yards per rush attempt. So the dude is an absolute stud. He is a game breaker. But I don't know if you can give him the ball much more than ten times a game, um, because that's not something that he generally does you know he had like we said under 90 touches last year you give him 10 touches a game in an nfl season that's 160 touches that's way more than he that's had in, in college total yes. so um you know uh obviously i don't know what he did at, at, in juco uh probably pretty good to get uh you know moved up to a team like memphis but um i don't know man and, and the coaches have talked about how he needs help with blocking and route running out of the backfield and things like that. So uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, like you said, he was a sleeper maybe a couple months ago, but now yeah. that, uh, you know, Darius Geis is a big POS and he's gone. And yeah. uh, the, the other guys um, here are questionable. Now he's vaulting in value and uh, probably going too high. Number two and three on this RB list here, Johnny is JK Dobbins and Jordan Howard. And um, these guys couldn't be more opposite. Jordan Howard <laughs> kind of locked into a role over the last couple seasons has just, um, you know, I think since he's coming to the league, I, I read a stat and forgive me, I'm, I'm ad-libbing this. I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like, I believe he's sixth in rushing yards and eighth in touchdowns since coming into the league, which is crazy. He's a top 10 back and everything. And I think most people treat him kind of like he's a jag. J.K. Dobbins, yes, is an absolute stud, uh, whatever it was, you know, like 2,100 rushing yards in college last season. And, uh, you know, playing for Ohio State and Zeke came from Ohio State, lots of successful running backs out, out of uh, Ohio State. So um, going to Baltimore, a team that rushes more than anyone in the league, it seems like a nice fit. But Mark Ingram's still there and Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball. So. Uh, let me ask you this between Dobbins and Howard, who is the better buy right now? I'm going to go Howard. And the reason why you have Lamar Jackson, 
Mark Ingram. They're going to get their goal line touches. They're going to be active participants in that Baltimore Ravens running game. Do I like J.K. Dobbins in the long run? Absolutely. But Mark Ingram is one of the great underrated running backs. I really like Mark Ingram. He had a very good year last year, right? And if you're Harbaugh, Harbaugh and this coaching staff, don't you trust Mark Ingram Ingram 100%? The guy Big does trust. everything. What? That's his nickname, Big Trust. Yeah, like he's such a good professional running back. And he's almost perfect with Lamar Jackson. Their skill sets on what they do. Will J.K. Dobbins have an impact? Yes. But to have a huge fantasy impact, Mark Ingram's going to get hurt. And Mark Ingram doesn't get hurt. He basically plays all the time. Don't jinx him now. I got him on two more teams, Johnny. (laughs) Hey, I've been getting him too, right? He's a good value in the fourth or fifth round. As a third running back, I've got him on a couple teams. I love it. Great value. The next two guys on the list here, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, are you buying into either one or both of those guys? So I'm not a Zach Moss guy, and there are some people who love him. I liked him at Utah a ton. The <laughs> Scott <laughs> raises his hand. Look, he was a great player at Utah. Goes to the combine, isn't very good, hurts himself. So I get it. I have some question marks. Look, at Devin Singletary is going to be in the game plan. I, you know, it looks like a, a running back by committee written all over it. You're counting on Moss to have the touchdown dependency in my book. And you got Josh Allen there, the goal line. So that's a concern. Matt Breida, if he can stay on the field, <laughs> is the game breaker for the Miami Dolphins. And the game script says the Dolphins aren't going to be good, so they're playing from behind. And that's why Jordan Howard is somewhat – of a struggle because he's very game script dependent. They got to be in the game or ahead for them to give him the touches. Where Breida could get, you know, four receptions in the second half for 40 yards and a touchdown. Right. And and it feels like, you know, I'm still in on Howard, uh, mainly because he's cheap, but uh, it it feels like Breida is getting more of the run with the first team right now. That may not be what happens at the end of the day, uh, Jordan Howard usually finds a way to <laughs> take carries away from whoever is in front of him and become the man wherever he is. So I think um, I'm between Breida and Howard, I have a tough time deciding. Uh, but there's only a couple other guys on this list, and no one got more than two votes after Boston Scott and James White. Boston Scott is a guy that I love. I think with Miles Sanders a little dinged up right now, it boosts him up a little more as a handcuff. James White, I think, is great because I don't like any of the other running backs in New England. So uh, what what are your quick thoughts on those two guys? we got about a minute left. I like Boston Scott a little bit more with this Miles Sanders news. I think he's a great handcuff to Miles Sanders, so I think there's value. I'm surprised so many people are drafting Boston Scott as a standalone. I kind of like him when I have Miles Sanders. I think there's value there. And I agree. with Look, at James White, he's going to get 70 catches. And somehow he's probably going to sneak his way into eight touchdowns, right? So there's value. That, I mean, that's what he does. Yeah, you're right. You, you're <laughs> absolutely right. James White just continues to perform, continues to perform. Yes. But we got we to hit a break here. When we come back, we'll uh, go over uh, the end of the RB tier 
and talk a little bit about the wide receivers, uh, wide receiver sleepers as well. So stick with us. It's in this league on the sports grid. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man, we, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.wcom.me, you made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Welcome back. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogdan. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogdan Sports. Follow John Lobb, at GridironSkull91. We are talking this uh, nice Fantasy Pros uh, article that just came out talking about consensus sleepers. Uh, we were just finishing up running backs, and the only other guys, you know, we talked about Gibson, Dobbins, Howard, Moss, Breda, uh, Boston Scott, and James White. They all got between eight and four votes. The, this other group of guys all each got two votes. Tevin Coleman, Chase Edmonds, Joshua Kelly from the Chargers, uh, DeAndre Washington, Duke Johnson, and Damian Harris. Who 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 tickles your fancy out of that group right there? I'm way over-invested in Duke Johnson. Absolutely okay. love the value on Duke Johnson. And why? Is it, more, is it more David Johnson's going to get hurt, or you like what Duke Johnson does? Hey, David Johnson's not going to perform up to that level. So in round 12 or 13, when Duke Johnson's my fourth or fifth running back, and I actually have him in our giant league, Scott, the one we were just talking about, because I like the value on Duke. Look, and I get he's limited. He doesn't have the highest ceiling. But if he gets that opportunity to play, I think Duke Johnson will be a, a successful fantasy running back, especially as a third or flex, third running back flex option. The other one that I've gotten a lot of is Damian Harris. I re I went back and studied Damian Harris. I liked him coming out of Alabama, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He's on an offense that's interesting. I believe in Belichick. I believe in Josh McDaniels. Look at I understand the Gordian knot. It's a nightmare in New England. I get it. But Damian Harris has been around around 15 for me. If he starts six games, if, and I got him in best ball mostly, if I if he starts six games and he gets touchdowns, I'm happy with Damian Harris there. So those are the two I'm most invested in. I do like Jace Edmonds, but people just seem to draft him 
before I have an opportunity. But I think Edmonds, that's a weird one because Eno Benjamin is going ahead of him in a bunch of drafts too. And um, I I don't know. I I like Eno a lot, and I was really disappointed he fell to the seventh round of the draft. I thought he was going to go higher than that. But um, I don't know. I don't think I would take him ahead of Chase Edmonds quite yet. So. Yeah, it should be the backup to um, Kenyon Drake. I think so. I've been invested a a bunch in DeAndre Washington, too, because, I mean, I have, you know, noticeably been anti Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and it's not that I'm anti-skill of his. I think he's an amazing running back. Uh, I think he's going to be great in that offense. You want a running back in the best offense in the league. Everybody wants that, but I just – I'm not going to trust him in his rookie season. That's all. And apparently, hopefully you guys didn't hear that, but I'm on the clock and something. So just heard a horn go off from fan track somewhere. Lots of slow drafts happening for me right now. But um, let's move down to these wideouts, Johnny. And uh, let's start with the number one vote getter here was Anthony Miller of the Bears, which is a very interesting pick. And it's funny because I feel myself, I'm not an Anthony Miller guy per se, and it's not because I don't like Anthony Miller. Once again, a lot like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, it's just about the pieces around him. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not the greatest blocker. DeAndre Washington played with Pat Mahomes at Texas Tech, so there's already a trust level built in there. You know, so um, when Damian Williams opted out, um, you know, I I, obviously Clyde Edwards-Alaire took a huge bump but he took a bump into like the middle of the first round for a lot of people, which I just think is ridiculous. Uh, I would take him somewhere in the second, but he's gone by then. So I'll have no shares. So I'll take my flyer on DeAndre Washington. Anthony Miller's a different case in that uh, he just falls in like every draft. And he's the number one sleeper in this article uh, at wide receiver. The only guy with seven votes, two other guys got six. It was Alan Lazard and CD lamb. So uh, your thoughts on Miller, Lazard, and Lamb as far as sleepers go? I am in love with Anthony Miller. Scott, I'm over-invested. I have him in 10 of my 18 leagues. I absolutely love the double-digit value. And here for the Football Diehards magazine, I was in their draft. We have a league, and we put the draft results in. And I write about Miller in weeks 11 through 15 last year. He had 33 receptions for 431 yards and two touchdowns. So we have now seen the ceiling. Now, I don't expect him to replicate. Those numbers are off the charts. So, I mean, he'd end up with like 90. That was in how many weeks? Uh, Five weeks, dude. Five weeks. Okay. Five weeks. So I don't expect that. But yeah, that'd be thirteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Yes. So. He's not going to get that. <laughs> that's the first. That's Michael Thomas right there. So he's not yes. going to be Michael Thomas. No, but what it tells me is he has nine hundred yard in the that could that's within the realm of outcomes with about seven to nine touchdowns because you have Allen Robinson. Why I love Anthony Miller so much, he's going to be in the advantageous matchups. Because every, every defense coordinator has to deal with Allen Robinson. Anthony Miller is going to have a lot of one-on-one coverage. And people are excited about Nick Foles. Well, if you're excited about Nick Foles, don't you have to then be excited about the Bears passing game? Which means there are basically two receivers. Look at that depth chart, folks. The two receivers are Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. 
I have a lot of Anthony Miller. I think the value, what is he right now? ADP wide receiver 47? No, 55? Oh my God, I love that. Now, I like Alan Lazard. Look at, despite Matt LaFleur claiming that Equinamia St. Brown is having a great camp, and I don't even, whatever, I'm just going to put that aside <laughs> for now. The Packers have told us that they like their wide receiver core. They did nothing in the offseason. I'll bank on Alan Lazard with Aaron Rodgers. CeeDee Lamb is one of my hardest decisions this year. The touches might not be there, but he might be ultra productive and efficient with limited touches because you got Cooper, you got Gallup, you got Zeke, maybe Blake Jarwin, which is a different question. But he might be unbelievably efficient on limited targets, but I don't have CeeDee Lamb because he goes so much more. He's wide receiver 41. So I'd rather have Anthony Miller and Lazard for the price. Yeah, me too. And I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. But I think a lot like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think next year's the year for CeeDee. I think think he's going to be real good this year. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to have a couple games. He's going to have a couple ones where people are going, holy crap, who is this guy? You know, uh, I I think he's going to have those. But for for the the cost, I would much rather have either one of those guys. Now, the next guy's moving down the list here. We got a couple of Eagles, Rager and Deshaun Jackson. And and, um, I think – you know, Greg Ward, I wouldn't be shocked if he had shown up on this list too, uh, or JJ Ortega Whiteside. Uh, but I think the big product of that is that we just don't know what's going to end up happening in Philly with the wide receivers. So, you know, pick, pick whoever you like out of that group. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is in there. Uh, Jalen Rager's in there. I think those are the two highest end potential guys. But Alshon's starting on the pup. He's going to come back at some point. Is that going to eat in? They have the two sub tight ends. Uh, so not something we need to worry about too much. But the rest of the guys on the list here, each got either three, two or three votes. Uh, we got Paris Campbell from the Colts, Sari Slayton from the Giants, Henry Ruggs from the Raiders, Mikkel Hardman from the Chiefs, Justin Jefferson, the rookie from the Vikings, Steven Sims for the Washington football team, Nikhil Harry for the Pats, Hunter uh, Renfro for the Raiders, and Golden Tate from the Giants. So out of that uh, last grouping there, who are the guys that you like, John? There's a lot of goodness here. That's why I think you have to dra- that's why you have to draft running backs early because there is so many players like I'm heavily invested in Darius Slayton. I really like him. I he had such an eye-opening season coming from Auburn. I did not see that coming. 48 receptions, 740 yards and eight touchdowns. Here he is. What he's ADP 39. I'm comfortable with him as a third. Love him as a fourth. So he's a great fourth receiver. I like him. Now, Henry Ruggs, man, he's another one. You hear Gruden likes him. The team likes him. I do now believe Gruden is going to force the ball into Ruggs to prove all the naysayers, myself included, who felt they had made a mistake. I think it was pick 11. They took Ruggs over CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. So they probably heard the chatter that why – and most people had Judy and Lamb ranked ahead of Ruggs pre-draft. Yeah, so what is, what, what, So did I. What is Gruden going to do? He's going to prove all of us. I told you, Ruggs, he is going to give Ruggs every opportunity to be successful. He should be peppered with targets. My only concern 
is Las Vegas has a lot of weapons, believe it or not, with Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams, Brian Edwards, Josh Jacobs. Like, they got players. And what are they going to do with Bowden? They drafted yeah. Bowden. So, there you go. Uh, one uh, a quarter. Yeah. That's the, difference. That's the problem, right? They got everything else. Who? Oh, I would have liked to have seen Jameis Winston. That's another story for another day in the silver and black. But, <laughs> so, I, but Ruggs is coming at a decent price. He's going to get targets. Now, can he make those big plays? You know, to me, Alabama's scheme and the talent was so deep, he could take that eight-yard pass, right, for an 80-yard touchdown. Can he do that in the NFL right Absolutely. away? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you so. Know, if he does that, you're golden. Now, McCole Hardman, anyone attached to Patrick Mahomes, is interesting. That's why Clyde Edwards Alaire is going so high. So yes, that, I'm in yes, on that too. Yes. And then the guy I've actually gotten a few times, and it might be a reach. I like Steven Sims. Yeah. He was, he was impressive. Look at wide receiver 97. He might start in the slot for a team that has no tight end. Their tight end in yeah. Washington is a disaster. <laughs> I, I kind of like Steven Sims. Look, I'm he might only get 700 yards. He might only score like six touchdowns. But if he's your sixth receiver, I'll take it. Yeah, disaster is putting it nicely uh, as, far, as far as that goes. But, uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm in on a lot of these guys too. I'm in on Hardman or uh, on Rugs more than Hardman. Uh, but I, I'm in on the opposite in the Giants, uh, Golden Tate. Ah, you like that. And I like Slayton still. And I think Slayton's good and much younger and way more of a you know, guy that's most likely going to stay healthy for the whole season over Golden Tate. But as far as veteran experience goes and, uh, you know, all, all that good stuff, Golden Tate is a wily vet and he's going, he's probably going too late. He's like a borderline wide receiver four or five. So uh, I, I think just for his talent level, he's going too late. One quarterback uh, way above everybody else on this list, John uh, Gardner Minshew. We got about a minute left. Uh, your thoughts on Minshew for 2020. Game script, game script, game script. I don't love the Jaguars. I think they're a bad team. But you know what? Garbage time. We were talking about this on our CFF podcast last night, Scott. When you have a guy who's got to throw the ball in the fourth quarter and he can run the ball and he's good near the goal line, I love Gardner Minshew as a second quarterback in a super flex league. Love him. Great value. All garbage time, baby. And garbage time counts. The same as the regular first three quarters. That it fourth does. quarter where the Jaguars are down by 25 and they're yeah. trying to come back uh, most games. Yeah. All that stuff counts. The The good thing is sometimes it's 350 yards and, and some touchdowns. Sometimes it's two picks. So, you know, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the uh, coin flip you're going to get with Minshew there. But we got to hit a break. When we come back, we will end out the three-hour tour of In This League on the Sports Grid. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bye. 
in this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to- in this league. In the dark. Endless love time, and everyone, uh, all the new listeners, you will know that means the end of the show is upon us. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us. Please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ITLarmy. Uh, for, you know, if you like the Welsh and I and you'd like to get our rankings, we got football rankings up there, IDP, PPR, Superflex, uh, Half Point, all that good stuff is up there. The Welsh has over 500 minor leagues, minor league uh, prospects ranked for baseball. We got our baseball rankings. Uh, we do two secret shows a week. We do uh, two live streams a week. We do a ton of stuff. Group me rooms if you're at 10 bucks or higher on our Patreon. So there's all kinds of stuff over at the ITL Patreon for you to enjoy your money's worth. John, uh, this question, you know, we're, we're wrapping up pretty quick here, but I had to ask you, how is, is college football going to look weirder than everything else looks? Because there's more people in the band than on the football team, so they're not going to be around. I highly doubt cheerleaders are going to be around. Just how weird on a scale of 1 to 10 is it going to look in college football this year? A nine and a half, and I've gotten used to baseball, but you know you really see a lot of the batter catcher, right? That's the that's the right image you get on TV. So I notice once in a while the empty seats, but it's not driving me crazy. Basketball, I'm okay with it. I think they've done a pretty good job. It looks like those summer leagues, you know. I've right, right, them, right. So I'm okay with the style. The camera angles aren't the best, but college football is special. Because of the crowd, because of the band, because of the cheerleaders. Hey, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. But it is not going to be the same thing, Scott. It's there is an ambiance to college football. Yeah, there's no, there will be no pageantry this year. Really, no. the thing is, uh, and uh, I know some some places are going to allow fans in immediately. So we'll see how that looks and how long that lasts too. I'm not expecting yeah. that to last forever, but. We got to go. We, we got to leave here. So uh, quick quick segments for us. We're not used to it going this fast. But uh, remember, you can find us all on Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, at Skull 91 for Johnny, at Is It the Welsh for the Welsh, and at uh, BDN Trick for Casey Bubba. And we will see you guys next week. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. And uh, take it easy, everybody. We'll see you later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.